Warning the following program contains world premier certified ball players and credible interviews. Latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play. And now here's your host, Hip Hop. Welcome to the show. We got the tip off classic day three on deck. We're going to hear from Alfonso. From baseline to slideline, hoops. CJ Brown from Game Elite. Gonna hear from him. Bryson Tiller from Express. And Chase from Express too, the Alabama kid. Gonna hear from them also today. We're gonna break down those games and get our takeaways from the day. It's been a nice little tournament, man. It's, so many games I get they all run together I get I get confused sometimes on the game seeing all these games these you get no time for rest at all basically it's game after game but one thing I like about what Jerome did over there at Swanee Sport Complex is he had the main games and the good games on on seven and six not like saying any other game was was not good but top players in the country and the top teams in the country all played on seven and six. So it was easy for us to keep up with it and hang around those two courts right there. So that made it very easy for the media to do this and cover this. And you just could sit and it's like shooting, fishing in a the barrel, they say. And it's very easy to do that. So, you know, a lot of talent. I mean, Georgia isn't a good place, y'all with basketball man these guys very well polished and they, they get it they get the basketball from the traveling they get the high school they get the camps and then they get the media so they very well prepped more interviews videos so when you get a georgia basketball player y'all you get a guy is very seasoned it's going to be very head of the game than any other player in the country because it's a one-stop shop. You get everything. It's like Costco's. You get everything in bulk. These players are very well seasoned in the big stage and spotlight. It's no, it's second to none. Even I know where I'm from, Chicago has ball players. New York has ball players, but you don't get all that wrapped in one. You get certain elements, but here, you get everything. And the players get everything. And you can see how the players are so seasoned and well well put together. There's a documentary I actually want to do on that. Talking about how, how organized 
AU travel basketball is in the in Atlanta. Even people think it's disorganized. It's so much more organized than anybody. So we're gonna go right jumping in. We're gonna we're gonna go and bring in Alfonso in. He's on the line. We're gonna we're gonna go and bring him in and jump right into this and start talking about this, chopping this up and get our takeaways and our feelings from this and this from this tip off. What I gotta tell y'all guys, Alfonso, man, that's a hard worker, dude. He's like, I'm not seeing him in the gym. Like, damn, I see somebody matching my hustle. I see him at court one. The next thing I see him at court seven. And wherever court he on, you best believe you see him on that court. It's a player on that court. You might not know who it is, but he knows. And he's watching, getting information. He's doing his homework. Man, I love this guy. This guy does. This guy doesn't. He's a gym rat. Exactly what a gym rat inside of stands for, what he does. So we're going to go ahead and bring him in and talk to him about this tip-off classic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. In this corner, Robert Afonso Jr. from Baseline to Sideline.com, covering gridiron to the hardwood, current world heavyweight champion. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm well, brother. How you doing, man? Can't complain at all, man. This basketball is just, so out of control, man, in a good way. It's bananas in a good way. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, first of all, thanks for having me on again. And second, I mean, we just had another great weekend of solid basketball in the state of Georgia with the tip-off classic put on by the Red Weaver. I didn't catch the last thing you said. I know. Put on by Jerome Weaver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard the last podcast. I did it in the middle of the night and put it together one thing i was saying uh -huh. about jerome is he covered all bases to me i think i mean there's other people doing it good but i think it's always somebody doing it better right how you put on well, go ahead he, he, knows, he knows how to put, he's putting it together to match up for the fans, you know what I'm saying? Because he's a basketball guy, and he's putting it for the fans so fans can tell themselves whether it's players playing in the next game or or people coming to watch. Like I want to be, I want to be in the middle of the action, and there's so much matchups and so many good players coming in that it, it's hard to walk away. I don't know anybody, big, small, or middle, that caters to the media like he do. So you could say I'm biased because he catered to the media, but my God, he has a room especially spe set up for media where you need to charge anything, edit videos, or type up any reports. And if you need something, he didn't think about it. He right away go right ahead and do his best to take care of it. I mean, the second enough. Absolutely. No, he definitely, I mean, he, he's all about the visuals and the media, which is why, um, what, which is what makes his, uh, his event 
um, a little a little different, you know, because he understands that in order we're in a new era, right? And information needs to be dropped quickly. And he's got not only his own media team, but he has a great media following of credentials that come in and follow him um, to uh, to cover the event because they come in from all all, all over the country. Yep. Huh? Gotcha. And one of the things, yeah. one of the games I want to talk about, and actually team I want to talk about is Game of League 16 under. I don't think people was really focusing on them the whole tournament, but they came in and to me personally. I think they stole the show. Even all this good basketball going on, it seemed like they had something to prove and like, hey, y'all need to be talking about us. We we good. No, I, I mean, I think, I'll be honest with you, man, having watched them about three out of the last or two out of the last four weeks or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be because I, I try not to watch too often because then I'll end up picking out things they can't do mm -hmm. but um but it's they they're a team that they came into the event undefeated all right and they showed why they are in the early conversation as the number one team in the country they are certainly the number number one team in the region and there's it's not even close like when i say close it's not a disrespect to the other teams but they play at such a different level and it's not that they don't get the recognition they play as if they got to go out and prove something all right and because none of those kids really are even listed on probably anyone's ranking board right maybe maybe caleb Holt. The, the eighth grader, right? Yeah, rising and, ninth grader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rising ninth grader. But but that's about it. The rest of them though are a bunch of dudes who are who are just trying to um, get noticed and, and and have an opportunity to prove to whoever may be watching that they're good. You know what I'm saying? To prove. Um, to prove and just say, you know what, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be right in the mix of things, and that's just something that they've they've taken on, whether it's challenge to themselves every day or something that they've been told, or they just feel like, hey, I'm gonna do it because I I hear people, and you know, I even heard a team that played from Florida was like, oh, we're not gonna worry about them because. We remember so and so, like Peyton Marshall. We remember him from the eighth grade. Well, people fail to realize that's two years. Mm -hmm. The young man has changed tremendously. All right. And it's no mistake that schools are going to start paying attention to him. Okay. Because the young man is, first of all, a, a big seven footer who has now improved his footwork is conditioning and when I say conditioning people it's not like he's doing all the necessary things you know keeping away from the bad stuff and all that stuff but here's what he's doing okay here's what he's doing what people don't know that young man is actually on a keto friendly 
food consumption. Okay, so he's, you know, most kids would be so against that. He's into it and is is all locked in on trying to be better. You know, and you watch him before games, he's, you know, he's using resistance bands so he can improve on his strength, which is awesome. You know, these are things that, again, when he's preparing like a kid who wants to make sure that there isn't any stone unturned. You know, and and or if now you look at C.J. Brown, and you know everyone knows Caleb Hope because again, Caleb Hope is a name that's been been ringing bells all basketball season in Alabama, and him being an eighth grader playing on varsity and dropping the numbers he did, and so on and so forth. But the rest of them are pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, and they play together. They know they got all the pieces. They got shooters. They have slashers, they have a big man, they have a point guard, they got they got everything. That team is put is well put together. Yeah, I think they're missing a wing. A big wing to go with that team. And I think they'd be well, complete. I, I can understand that, but I mean and they'll be, I, I think Cannon Richards could be that big wing. Yep, you know number eleven but, uh, you're talking about? Yeah, no, no, that's Josh Hill. Okay. That's Josh Hill. Josh Hill, he, he could be that big wing in a different way, mm-hmm. all right? But Cannon could be a better you know, a better option on that, mm-hmm. who's he can put it on the floor a little bit. But but actually, Josh Hill would be another good, you know, he's about 6'10", 6', no, excuse me. He's about 6'8", 6'9", you know what I mean, who, who's right in the cakes. But he definitely can play a wing position if necessary, but... With the way them, with the way all of them on Game Elite fly around right now, you know it's a uh, it's pretty exciting to watch. I don't know how Game Elite do it. Every year, you look at their team at the end of the year, like man, they're not gonna be real good next year, and they just keep reloading <laughs> those guys. And I'm real close to them, and I doubt them. They just keep reloading every year, reloading. Right, and. I was talking about in the last podcast about it's an underlying worst kept secret that EYBL teams do not want to lose to an Adidas or unarmored team and they don't think they should. They have that SEC football attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Game Elite said you're going you're gonna to revamp that attitude. This weekend, going three and one, and shocking—I don't know about shocking the world, but shocking Georgia, Metro Atlanta, beating the Florida Rebels—that a team was picked to win, and you walk in the gym pretty much ninety-nine percent to a hundred percent. If you ask who gonna win this game, they say Florida Rebels, hands down. And they went out there and just so you know what we play basketball too. I know we in Adidas League, but we play basketball too. Absolutely, and and you know, and yeah, the game elite dropped their only game again. Um, because the Georgia Stars, Georgia Stars. yeah, and it took Stars. a and guy was, to play every, a game of his life to beat him. No, it took every, it took everything for for Georgia Stars to beat him, and they may not want to hear it. But they were up 15 
most of the game, especially in the first half. And then the adjustments made by um, Game Elite were, were astonishing, were, were solid. That you go, you know what? This is pretty This is pretty solid, you know? And they would uh, do what they had to do. On the side, I ain't mean to catch you on a sidebar, sidebar note. I got distracted the whole game. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is kind of not a whole subject. But if I, when I looked at the bench, and it's, it's no, I don't have a complaint about this, but it was something I'm not, I wasn't used to seeing. I was distracted. I was actually looking at the bench more the game than the game once I seen them stand up. And it looked like the general converted to Islam. If I didn't know he's any always, better. He was all, no, he's always been. Oh, I never seen him dressed like that before. So well, I would record the game, Ramadan. but I got distracted. No, because today was Ramadan. It's it's the first time in a long time that Ramadan, Passover, and Easter fell on the same day. Probably 20 years. That's what I'm saying. It's been a long time. So that's why he he was dressed the way he was, and it just threw me off. I'm I didn't like. I'm saying I'm not complaining. I'm not. I just no. I know. I'm, I'm, looking, exactly I'm looking. I'm I'm watching the game and trying to videotape. And I said, this guy has a kufi on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said I gotta start dressing like, him different. I said I gotta start saying slam like him to him. You know what I mean, listen, he I. I I've been doing it for years. I've known the, I've known the general for quite some time. So, I'm, I was not nearly surprised. It was, it was when I looked over. At first, when I was on court four, I was like, "Man, they're down 15. I wonder if the general or Chris is there because it was Easter, mm-hmm. you know, and Ramadan. So I didn't know if they were taking time with their families or in prayer. And then. Uh, then I happened to come over after halftime. I was like, oh, okay, Chris is here. And then I looked, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That, I was like, you know what? The general is here and, oh, he's dressed because it is Ramadan. So I get it. Now, folks. Definitely get it. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I definitely get it. I, and, you know, one thing about the general, it doesn't matter if it's Ramadan or whatever. He's still going to coach like he needs to coach. And, he was doing a good job along with Chris. They were both doing a good job in that entire staff over there, doing a good job getting that game to honestly within a bucket. And they drew up a play to go to Peyton Marshall, the tallest human being in the gym, and it and it just hit the, I believe, the backboard or something like that. And that's why mm-hmm. they were unable to hit it. Yep. But for folks... People new to this traveling basketball circuit grassroots. The general is Dez, runs Game Elite. That's what we know him as. So anybody know him real good, they know him as G or the general. You call him by anything else, you're telling him yourself. You're telling him how well you know the guy. So people just listening to this now, we're talking about the Game Elite director, head director. Look, I've known him since we... Since I played with his cousin in high school, so. Oh, that's way better. You know him longer than me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good guy. And got an interview going to be tail end of the show with C.J. Brown. And we just going over there. 
We are saying the Game Elite program is a mom and pops, one-stop shop program. And it's not for everybody. They're going to coach no, you hard. Not. They're going to treat you like a young man. They're going to, you're going to cut your teeth. You're going to have some base. When you're done with Game Elite, you're going to have chest hairs. Mm-hmm. You're going to have chest hairs. You're going to have thick skin. You're going to have so many things that, again, um, you know, how would I say, prepare you potentially for the next level, you know, and prepare you where if you get if you get fussed out by the general, it's he, him fussing you out will be the hardest fussing out you have to deal with compared to some college pro. I got a story about the general. He didn't tell me not to tell, so I'm going to tell. He wouldn't tell me if he didn't want me to tell him. As I, the little bit I I know of him and been around him, if he didn't want me to tell, he wouldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of guy he is. He said, Isaiah Thomas, one of the great ones, out of west side of Chicago, came to his gym to recruit one of his players. Mm-hmm. Phil. And I know exactly. He saw how the general was running his practice, and he tried to hire general on the spot. On the spot, and he told him that you can't afford me. It's <laughs> Classic general. He he wild him. He's like, man, I like how you run a practice. I like how you doing these drills. He said, man, you can't afford me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's not lying because again. He, uh, when I say that, he's like more of of uh, the title, the general. You know what I'm saying? He's going to dictate, but teach, push, challenge, and prepare his guys for battle, for a fight. For, he commands presence. He, yeah, you know what I mean? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make sure that they're prepared. He's not going to, there's not going to be any excuse. He's going to make sure that they prepared. And I told this story a couple of times. I actually tweeted out. You can go back in Twitter and years ago and, and look at this tweet. They're going up to Chicago and play. Really not Chicago. They're going up to really the Northwest suburbs. And mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago and they invited me to go along to videotape. And I wanted to go anyway. And it was asking mm-hmm. me about Chicago and they asked me about these places and I'm like I never heard of these places so I called my brother on the phone he said hey, ain't Chicago that's why you don't know about it I said oh okay because I never heard ni- none of the places they were talking about all the places they talking about so we get up there and we see Chicago to the far right east of us as we on the highway I'm like man my my neighborhood is past that where you looking at like 30 miles over that way from the south side so we get mm-hmm. there but on the way there, this one, it was Jalen Brown, Daniel Gibbons, and Christian, all those type of players was on the team. Well, pretty mm-hmm. much every single one of them had a scholarship. I don't think any, I don't think one player on that team did not have a scholarship. So we're mm-hmm. riding up there, and they're like, oh, we're going to Chicago. We're going to crush Chicago. I said, look, I'm from here. They're going to see y'all from Georgia. They're going to assume y'all soft. So they're going to try y'all at the beginning of the game and see how y'all respond. And all of them are like, all right, mm-hmm. coach, we got you. We, we, 
we got we we good we good nah we good we worldwide at the time it was worldwide I said nah y'all don't understand this is Chicago they don't care what y'all name is and whatever they're gonna you have to actually physically show them that you're ready to play and you're gonna stand up for yourself they don't care what your name is where you came from you gotta prove to them oh no we got you we got you got you so we get to the gym and I'm recording next to G and one bloody nose, two bloody nose. And I look at him like, man, these guys killing them. I forgot to name out of the team out of Chicago. They not even exist. It was Dickie Simpson's team. One of the guys committed mm-hmm. from Duke and decommitted. So they tried them. So by the fifth bloody nose, and I'm talking to G and he's not responding. I didn't realize he's boiling hot. His blood pressure is, his top is blown, but he's sitting there. So <laughs> this is what kind of presence he carries. He's in a city that he's not from. And I don't know how many times he's been out this way. So after the fifth bloody nose, he calls a timeout from the stands. Mm-hmm. And tell them to go to the freaking Brent bench and he goes to the referees and said tells them that he didn't bring his kids way up here from Georgia to send them to the emergency room for stitches and you need to start calling fouls or mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem here and so the referees looking like who is this guy who do you think he's talking to so they kick him out of the gym He's one of the few people I ever seen get kicked out of the gym that stayed in the gym and watched mm-hmm. the game from a distance. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of so I know I went all the way over there to come back here, but that's what kind of presence he carries. Don't matter where he go, where you know that's the general. They kicked him out. Mm-hmm. This guy out the gym told him to leave, and he told him he's not going anywhere because he's his kids. He, his number one goal and job too is protect these kids. Always, always. That's that's the the one thing you're gonna do is if you ever play for Game Elite, you're gonna know they care because they're gonna show you they care. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to spend as much time on Game Elite, and I I'm probably gonna get criticized for this because when I was with. Jalen Brown covering him. I, I got so many comments in the comment section and emails and anonymous stuff that uh, I show favoritism and blah, blah, blah. But the guy was a number, number, what, two or three pick overall, and he's one of the top 50 players in the, in the NBA right now. So evidently I was doing something right. But we're yeah, going to go to another game. We're going to talk about another team that in the tip-off classic, that we should talk about. I want to go with either 17s or 16s Florida Rebels. When the teams pop up in my mind, I don't know how you feel about that. Listen, the Florida Rebels are coached by Steve Reese, and they they they're gonna be they they are the equivalency in care and love, kind of like the way. Uh, Game leaders up here with their kids. It's gonna be real. Yep. Yeah. 
But nah, they look with with that. First of all, they got Jizzle James, mm-hmm. who is who is Edwin James' son. Um, who was by who was there by the way this week? Oh, I, didn't, um, I, I, I overlooked him there. He actually cut his dreads. That's probably one reason. I, I remember him cutting his dreads. That's probably why I overlooked him. No, he, he overlooked him because he was wearing a hoodie. And the only reason <laughs> I know him because y'all were standing next to each other, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was standing next to me? He was sitting in the bleachers right next to you. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't, he, I didn't, I didn't look at him. I was so focused on the court. I probably didn't, I didn't look at him. No, and then... Uh, but Jizzle James, Jason Jackson, Sam Walters, Sean Stewart, who's headed to Duke. Um, so many good kids on that ball club. They got they're one of the, obviously one of the top teams in EYBL. They went undefeated this past weekend. Sure did. So, Still undefeated. They've been undefeated. No, not this past weekend. They undefeated for the whole season because the coach checked well, me. No, 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 no. They're undefeated. For EYBL, and yeah, they might. They, I mean, they, they forfeited a game because, again, um, Reese unfortunately felt that they were getting the treatment that you were just talking about in regards to um, Dez and his kids being beat up. He felt his kids was getting beat up in, in their final game or one of the games against uh, in the finals of the Tip Off Classic, so they walked off the court. So they picked up a fortune. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so. I, I can't. If I was on the team, I can't count that as a win. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, look, and I get it, but it happens. I mean, I get it, but no, he uh, they they got a good ball club, man. They, they, no, they sure do. They got a good man. They just got a good program. I'm my heart is broken that they don't use the name each one teach one. I think that name was so dope because that wasn't their name. Yes, what I was told. And I was like, uh, man, I can't use that no more. And nobody's using it. That's the crazy thing about it. They're not using it no, and nobody else is using it. It's not that it's not being used. It's that organization probably doesn't have the caliber of kids. They, they got the kids because I know I know they're I know they're still involved in some capacity in South Florida or in middle Florida. Mm-hmm. But they don't have kids. They don't have the kids to back up that that magic in that name again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Their name is Proceeds. So, right. You know, so that was the big kind of um, conversation when there was some changes being made uh, in regards to Nike renewing programs and money. So. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of teams there. I know we had two showcase courts. Is another team come to mind in you or, or players we need to cover? Um, well, going back to Florida, you had the Knight Riders with the Booster Brothers. You know, they were they were fantastic fifteen years. Carlos Bruce's son, you talking about? Yes, sir. Yes. Man. Those those guys were were bona fide my even old um Cameron. That's you know what full circle for me this is is like I've covered their dad when he played at Duke so mm-hmm. covering them is just funny to me yeah. you know, because it's tells me that I've been in this thing 
in this thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. But nah, they uh they, they 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 came and played well, showed out, showed out and delivered, as they say. And the bigger one, he's smooth and is he yeah, stroke three. That's Cameron. And he could run the floor and get good balance. And he he has a good Cameron has a good feel for the game. I mean he has a is I remember when it, when I first started doing this, and I had a guy told me one thing, and it, it set with me for the longest. He said, great or good players, when they play, it don't look like they're playing hard, and they don't sweat. And he finished mm-hmm. off as they don't sweat. And I'm like, what the hell yep. are you talking about? Great players play, play effortlessly, and they don't sweat. And I started looking around. Great players, for the most part, do not sweat. That's the craziest right. thing. They do not. Yep. Yeah. You had it. You mean you had like a and, and there was even some. You know, I want to give a, a, a nice shout out to a South Georgia team, um, sixteen and unders, who they this South Georgia elite. They ended up winning their bracket, you know, and taking home the trophy. Uh, all all ball out of South Florida mm-hmm. with young Brazilians and some young kids they ended up winning the 15th and taking home a trophy so there was a lot of success being done this weekend and a lot of teams you, know, you mentioned so many teams to point out so all out but the last team I really want to put some emphasis and focus on is the Atlanta Express I mean yes they sir as team, they as a team gutted out some wins the last win was Against um, was it was it game? Elite? I forget that last. Yes, it game was game. Uh, no, game elite played Georgia Stars. Who did they play? Right. Oh man. No, but I can't. But either way, whoever they played, and I can actually tell you as I talk. But whoever they played, they needed to gut it out, and they did a good job. Alt, I believe. Castle. I think it's Alt. Yeah. Okay, and then Stacy Castle does a good job preparing them kids to play, man. He's a guy that I played against in high school back in New York. Yeah, it was against Um Who, no, 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 that's, that, no, that wasn't them. The team I'm thinking about is Game Elite. Yes, it was Game Elite, 17s. Okay, and I didn't see that game. They, I didn't watch that game. It was a buzzer beater by um, by Ashton Henneman from Newton, from Newton High School, who... He hit a he hit a game winner, but prior to that, you had them yesterday beat TSF in the in a game that was dead on the uh, the Royal Rumble of wrestling um, because so many were paying attention, the, you know, and it was one of those Stefan Castle and his crew versus Isaiah Collier and his TSF crew and. I said it, it was such a dog fight, such a battle that Stefan Castle showed and proved that not only a bigger point guard, but mm-hmm. just one of the top top two guards in the state. Finished with twenty eight points. I'm just about that action. Yeah, boss. you know, he dropped twenty nine, twenty eight points and he's just he's just solid. Big body. And absolutely. Grown man body. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he definitely put on a show and probably one of the 
it was probably a, an impressive performance. Yep. And and another guy that was impressive based on his performance was um, Bryce Blaine out of Berkmar for 2022. That joker put down 43 points, sir. Whoa, I missed that. Whoa. Yes, you did. That brother put down 43 points. He, he came to work and did an exceptional job against the uh, Knight Riders and was was just solid, solid for his team. And it was, it was an impressive number. I mean, they lost, but he had the single best performance. But he tattooed the They're going to remember him yeah. if he lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how you gotta go out. You gotta go out with no bullets in the in the gun. You mm-hmm. have to go out that way. You gotta be shooting with just clicking. You know, yep. you gave it your best. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so you know, those kind of performances took place this weekend. Um and and it really it really just shows just basketball is in a good space to some degree still. Um, yes. You have you have um, people who are who are still grinding, still making things happen, still trying to. But I, I just think I think also, you know, tip our hats off to the uh, home once again. I, not in not being, not throwing up that and being like, oh, going Google for the home, but it's he did a great job. Yeah, great job. Got to give credit to that. You got to give credit to putting something like this together. Eight years in a row um, hasn't really been too many disappointments, but something that's well deserved, well earned. So. It's getting better. It's getting better every year. He's getting. He's fine tuning what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and July is going to be a good one, you know. And yes, but sir. before we get before we get to those events, there's a live period next week. Well, this coming weekend coming up, and I just want to kind of give a, a PSA to everybody who's listening to this before this coming Friday's live period is try to get it not only in the gym, try to try to be prepared. Whether there's thirty coaches on your court or zero coaches on your court, you never know who's watching. You never know who's paying attention. And all I all I employ is for everyone to to just understand that play like you want people to notice you. And when I say that, you don't have to score every basket for that to happen, but you're going to play where play the you understand. Right way. Yeah, absolutely. Play the right way, play under control, play with some pace, and be able to deliver. And maybe your future is going to change by just one person offering it. And that one person may lead to two, and then two may lead to three, and so on and so forth. But if it's only one person and it's a good opportunity, especially for you one-side seniors, take advantage of that. And speaking of, can I make a little plug real quick? Go right ahead. You know you can. Um, after the live period, first week of May, May Day Showcase, all right, put on by myself and Corey Black. You know, we, we want to be able to give unsigned seniors an opportunity to perform in front of some college coaches, but also those who are JUCO transfers, portal kids, high school seniors, as well as even high school players, because we want to help get your recruitment and your presence started. So 
please give us a shot. Again, you can follow me on social media at BTS underscore report or even go to Corey Black Hoops, Corey C Black Hoops for more information on, on the event. Both of us will have it pinned at the top of our Twitter pages and just would love to see everybody get out there. Most definitely. You know I'm going to be there. We appreciate it. It's all good. And it's going to be forever. Okay. Because Saturday, one day event at Douglas County High School. Gotcha. All no. right, fellas. We're getting the, y'all getting a 411 on this podcast. We're getting low down, you know, uncut. I appreciate you being on, man. It's always a pleasure always. every single time. Absolutely, man. Let's talk soon. All right, no problem. Peace, y'all. All right, peace. That's a hard cut. My bad. Man, Alfonso knows his stuff, man. And it's beautiful to have him on the show and people like him on the show because I can't watch every game. So he sees games. I don't know what. Sometimes we don't pick the same game. Sometimes we do pick the same game. And like the guy scoring 43 points. That's that's amazing, man. That's really amazing. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about that 16 and under AOT Express game with Taylor and Chase and company and Ace. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This is Coach Washington, head coach at Pell You're listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet. Keep rocking with License to Ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. All right, welcome back. Got that 16 on the game on deck. We're going to talk about Atlanta Express and ALT, another interstate rival, top teams, battling back and forth, and two of the top players in the country going against each other. You got Bryson Tiller and Ace Bailey. Ace came to play as usual. I've been watching him play enough now, and uh, I got it down to he plays like, I think it was his name, PG-13, Paul George. As of right now, I see him as in a Paul George type frame. Plays real good on defensive lockdown and score. I see a Paul George in that guy right now. As of right, it's Paul George. He finished the game with 19 points. And he always flirts with a triple-double. He really flirts with a triple-double. He needs a little bit more offense. Not him. He needs a little bit more help on his teammates from offense. 
you know, getting double-digit rebounds and five or six assists a game. As his teammates get better and get better at scoring, he's going to flirt with a triple-double every game. Ace Bailey. Kid can flat-out play. Constantly seeing his kid play, you start understanding where this kid ceiling could be and where he is. He did all he could to keep the team in the game. He had contributions from Brett Wright with 19, I mean, not 19 points, I mean, nine points. He had three. Three is that game. This wasn't enough. If they fell short coming in the game, end of the game. And Express had a good defensive game plan to focus on him because he's a stud. And we got an interview we're going to hear from Express, from Tillard and Chase talking about that. Coming up in a second, how they focus on making sure he take tough shots. And Tillard, he had a solid game. He had a great game. But he had a solid game. You know, he just shot a double-double. He had eight points and 13 rebounds. Still played phenomenal. And he played great on defense, what counts the most. Because he matched up against Ace majority of the game. And with his length and strength, he's stronger. He's stronger than him and a little bit bigger than him, you know, in length. And he had quick feet. And challenging shots gave Ace a little difficulty. And it's amazing. They gave him difficulty and focus on him. He still had 19 points. But got a tip I had off to Bryson Tiller. He did a great job defending him as well as Chase out of Alabama. Alabama kid. Chase scored 19 points, 11 rebounds for the game. He's a leading scorer for, for both teams. Played well from the outside. Drive to the basket, had a couple of dunks. When he had some switches, he had to guard Ace, and he did a great job on Ace, too. Even Ace scored 19 points. Even you know what I'm saying? You do the, this is how good this kid is. You did a great job on defending him, and he still scored 19 points. The kid's going to be a problem. So that's just a, bit, that's a beautiful thing, seeing these young players going up. And I, I want to appreciate Chase and Bryson taking a picture with my son. Because it's going to mean a lot to him later on when he starts watching basketball and know who they are and know he took a picture with them. So I appreciate that, guys, if y'all listening. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go in and play the interview. Time, every time we step on the court, we try to win. But I mean, this game in a lot because you know it's a it's a few between our teams, and we just went out there and just executed and did what our coach said, and we pulled it out. Yeah, like I said, execution was really their key. But uh, just giving it all we got, it was our last game, so you know, just putting it, leaving it all on the floor is really what we wanted to do. 
you have anything in particular you want? I know you want to guard Ace hard and just troll and contain him. What's your mind frame? What's the game plan on guarding him? Yeah, um, just to play him honest. Uh, you know, you can do many things, but just to take away the shot and then defend well was really the main key. Uh, the key, the key to the game was lock up, lock up Ace. Obviously, the best player. Uh, we got to defend. Uh, past games we weren't defending well, so um, really just defend, defend, keep Ace off the boards. Yeah, you know, execute. Those two right there are going to be seasoned players by end of the season. Playing varsity ball, take them a long way. Going to take them a long way. Now, this show is so long, guys. It's going to be two parts. It's the first hour. It's an hour right here, and we still got on deck from this show. On the second hour, we got coming up C.J. Brown from Game Elite 16 Under. Rodrigo Frias from George Star 16 and under. Coming up on deck on the second hour. And we also got Peyton Marshall on deck. So basically, second hour gonna be a little bit of folks on those 16 and under. I think the 16 under class 2024 stole the shell. At this tournament, my personal opinion. And like and follow and share this retweet and everything. People hear your interview and share this with like minds. And we'll be right back with the second hour.